Hello friends, this is Maureen Maloney and welcome to my doc journey. Today I wanted to talk about what equipment you need to become a videographer. When I was considering getting into documentary filmmaking, um, I took an initial filmmaking class to learn basic uh, camera techniques, editing techniques, stuff like that. Uh, but I knew that I, I had a lot to learn before I was ready to become a documentary filmmaker. And I did not want to go back to school to study film. So I ended up, I, I actually just kind of fell into videography unintentionally. I, I got a camera, which at the time, uh, in 2007, it was a Sony Handycam. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't a bad, it's not a bad camera, but um, I got the camera, I took the class, and then a friend of mine ran into a, a photographer who needed a videographer for a gig, and he couldn't find one, and she recommended me, and I got hired. So I do think that it's, it's a good way to start learning if you think you want to become uh, a filmmaker. It's good to know at least a little bit about all the different aspects of it. At some point, you might decide, you know, if you just have ideas for films that you might want to make, you might decide to just be the producer and to be that person that finds the money and finds the team and puts, puts it together and makes the film happen. Or you might decide you just really love doing the uh, sh shooting. And so you might focus on becoming a camera operator and go into that career um, or an editor or any number of things. I, you know, I think I've, I've talked before in a previous episode about some of the specific jobs that you can have. But if you're starting out and you really don't know, but you think, I like films, I'd like to make films, getting into videography is a pretty good way to go. And there's definitely lots of work. It's not necessarily great paying work, but lots of small businesses, local organizations need videos made. So there's work to be had out there. Um, so what equipment do you really need starting out with? Like I said, I had a Sony Handycam and there's definitely small handheld video cameras that are really great that you can get that you can even put good um, microphones on and stuff. The limitation of like a handy cam versus say a DSLR is that you can't really um, put, you can't put different lenses on there. And so you might be limited as far as like how cinematic you can make your your videos look. You know, the big thing is when you when you have that DSLR and you can put a, a fast lens, you know, with like an f 1.8, you can have that really shallow depth of field. That shallow depth of field gives your videos that really cinematic look. I will say, okay, an f 1.8, uh, that's sometimes in certain situations, especially if you're if you're doing something more journalistic, it's going to be hard to maintain focus. So in, you know, some of the reality TV shows that I that I work on, you know, we use more like F4 uh, and we keep we'll keep the lenses even if they can even if they can have a shallower depth of field if you, than that. We'll keep them at F4 and that way you can still have a pretty good chance that whatever you're shooting is in focus, but then you'll still have like a you know, a pretty decent depth of field there. 
So I would say, actually, let me take a step back. Before you even get into the camera, the number one most important thing that you will need for videography are external hard drives, at least two. Do not, whatever you do, just leave the footage on your laptop. First of all, these days, footage is so big that it probably, you won't fit much footage on your laptop anyway, or your desktop or whatever your computer you have. Store it on two, at least two, because you want a backup. External hard drives. Okay, so those are the first things you're buying. Two external hard drives minimum. And then you'll need SD cards for your cameras. Okay, so then Handycam, Handycam or DSLR, uh, either one I think works. Um, if you're concerned about 4K, and I think these days all cameras are coming out 4K anyway, but I will say this, none of my clients want me to shoot in 4K. They all just ask for HD, including the reality TV shows that I, that I shoot for. All of their footage is shot in HD, not 4K. I am shooting my film, Voice of Vanilla, in 4K because I know that I, I would like to have that in theaters. Um, although a lot of theaters, you actually export uh, in 2K for theaters. So whether or not that's going to be changing, I know now there's like 8K cameras, but um, with the way theaters are going these days with COVID and everything, I wouldn't put money on, on anybody upgrading to 8K. Okay, so the next thing is... Um, a variable ND filter and a viewfinder cover. Um, and this is for shooting outdoors. So you, if you are going to be shooting in the sunshine and there's a very, very high chance as a videographer, you're gonna to have to shoot, shoot outside in the sunshine, especially if you wanna keep your um, shallow depth of field you're going to need a variable ND filter. And if you don't know what that is, having uh, an ND filter is kind of like having sunglasses for your, for your lens. And a variable ND filter can change the amount of light that's let in. Um, so that's really handy for quickly moving from areas that have different um, exposure levels. And then that viewfinder cover, again, if you have if you have a DSLR, you are going to need to, in order to get accurate exposure, you're going to need uh, something shading your screen so that you can look at it clearly and you can see like your histogram. You should always have a, a histogram up on your LED screen. And, and the extra benefit of the viewfinder cover is that it's a point of contact with with your body. So definitely stability is an issue. I'll talk more about that in a little bit, but having that, an eyepiece that you can push up to your eye, that's gonna make your camera more stable. And then microphones. So this is gonna be really, really important. And getting good sound is super important. This was the first thing that I ever bought actually to go along with my camera was a, a lav, a wireless lav mic setup. And uh, I recommend Rode, the, uh, the Rode uh, wireless lav mic system. And, and actually I have also have a, a Rode on camera shotgun mic. 
those things I've had, gosh, how long? Probably like five years and they're still in good shape. So yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and they're, they're inexpensive. And that's why I meant they're inexpensive, but quality. So I definitely recommend the road. So the next thing and getting back to having a stable camera is a shoulder mount. I have the Neewer brand. I don't know how you say that. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's cheap. Uh, admittedly, like all of my equipment that I've gotten while, you know, while I was a videographer was pretty uh, budget, pretty low budget. And, uh, but you know what? It did the trick. You know, it doesn't have to be the super expensive thing, you know. In fact, I also have a newer three-point light kit, um, which, again, was way cheaper than, than, you know, everything else out there, but was good enough for what I needed it for. Um, the three-point light kit is something that I wouldn't put at the top of the need list, like what I'm listing out now, but that's a little bit further down. When you get to that point and you can buy a light kit, then do that. So, you know, top of the list is those hard drives, your camera. I think I forgot to mention a zoom lens. So I, you know, like something in the range of 25 to 80 or something like that, that can go down to F4 uh, zoom lens for your DSLR if that's what you choose to get. Then the lav mic, the wireless lav system, and an on-camera shotgun mic. And then the uh, shoulder mount, the variable ND filter to go with your lens, and the viewfinder. And those are, those are like your big top things. Oh, and of course, a tripod. And this, you know, you don't need one of those giant uh, super duper heavy $3,000 intense tripods. I have um, a Manfrotto Be Free, which was about $250, I would say. Again, I've had it forever. It's a little beast, but really small and light. Um, if you have a small camera, a small tripod is going to work just fine. I will link to all of these on the website, mydocjourney.com. Uh, I don't have any affiliate links. These are literally just the the equipment that I use. So take the advice or leave it. I don't get any money for promoting this stuff. I'm just letting you know. Uh, okay, so then getting into sort of second tier, I literally all that I operated with for a while was my Handycam and my wireless mic and I had an on-camera tiny little crappy light that I rarely ever used because it just was worthless really. Um, so yeah, probably a couple of years <laughs> I went just working with that and uh, eventually I got a three-point light kit and I got a reflector Maybe I got the reflector before the light kit, actually, because that was helpful. I would just, yeah, definitely the, the reflector. And again, this is a, like a pretty cheap thing, but because you can light pretty easily if you're next to like a window and then you just have a reflector set up to reflect the sunlight back on the other side of the person's face. Uh, but at any rate, um, a three-point light kit I got eventually 
Eventually, I started getting more prime lenses. When I finally got uh, a DSLR, which my first DSLR was the Nikon D7100, I think. I first got the Nikon D7100 and, and along with a zoom lens and then eventually got like a 35 millimeter. Um, you know, just it's easier to get a cheap prime lens with like an f1.8 so you can get a real shallow depth of field. These days, drones, uh, almost everybody wants drone footage. And especially now that the um, DJI has the, the Mini out for $350 or something like that, uh, it's definitely worth it to get a drone. It is important to get the, uh, the drone license, which is about $150. It's, it's easy to get, guys. You just have to go in and take a test. And all the studied materials for the test, everything you need to know, you can learn watching YouTube videos. And then also, if once you're at this point and you've got like a lot of expensive equipment, I should say my current DSLR is the Sony a7 III, which I love. I absolutely love. Once you get to this point where you've got a camera body or maybe two, um, a bunch of different lenses, a drone, uh, you know, lav mics and all of this stuff, you're getting into, you know, a pretty good chunk of, of gear. I definitely recommend gear insurance. Um, I use Athos, A-T-H-O-S. Again, that's just, you know, what I use. I don't get any money for promoting them. Um, I know a lot of other people, you know, that was something that was recommended to me. I've never had to use the gear insurance, so I can't say like, oh, this is a great company. They were totally there for me, I, you know, because thankfully, thankfully, knock on wood, I haven't, um, I haven't needed to use it. But that's what I have anyway. And then, uh, you know, especially now that I have the, the Sony cameras, I upgraded my wireless lab system to the UPD, uh, Sony UPD wireless lav system because you can hook up two different transmitters to this one receiver. So you can have one thing on your camera, but two people with lav mics on, which is really critical next level stuff. You don't, you know, starting off with one lav mic is probably good, but once you, you get into your like filmmaking stuff, um, it's really helpful to be able to hit hook up uh, two people to one camera. That is pretty much it. You know, you can get, you can get into sound gear. Um, you can get into external recorders. I do have uh, a Tascam D60 external recorder, although along with a, a boom pole and a boom mic, but I try to avoid using it because <laughs> I, that that's adding to my workflow if I have to sync up the footage um, and I, ain't nobody got time for that so unless I, I absolutely need it unless I have a whole group of people that I'm filming and I can hire somebody to hold the boom for me um, I avoid that you know it and moving forward in my film I would rather just um, hire a sound person because good sound is really important and really difficult to get, especially if you're making a film on your own, especially if you're producing and directing and doing camera. Just 
there's no way you're going to get good sound. So just, just, you know, find the budget to hire a sound person at that point. Uh, but starting off in videography, just get a lav mic and one that will hook to your camera directly so you don't have to worry about syncing stuff. That is pretty much it. Okay, going back through, must-haves, external hard drives, obviously a camera body, handy cam or DSLR, don't need 8K, forget about 8K, a zoom lens, variable ND filter with a viewfinder cover, a wireless lav system and a shotgun mic, on-camera shotgun, a shoulder mount, a tripod. Those are your must-haves. Um, and then next level, your three-point light kit, drone, gear insurance, fast prime lenses, and if you've got the Sony system and you can upgrade to that UPD system where you can hook up two lav mics uh, at a time, then I would definitely recommend that. I hope this was helpful. Good luck in all of your endeavors. Let me know if you have any other questions or if you have other gear that you think is really important, actually. Uh, let me know about that. Um, or if you just have questions about gear, let me know. Um, MyDocJourney.com is where you can find the links to all of this. And have a great week.